I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, it's about 5.30 a.m. on Monday. Just having a quick look over this podcast before I uploaded it, I've noticed that a lot of the scores have changed from uh, updates, which came in late last night. This was recorded at about 8.50 on Sunday night. So for any of the scores that are out of date, um, I apologize. Still trying to find the right upload schedule for these post-recap shows, and it's hard with the Telegraph and how they keep updating their scores here or there. These, like I said, they are out a little bit, but the insight and the overview of the game stays the same. It's just the scores that may have changed a little bit. All right, guys, cheers. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He just got there, Evans. Yes, yes, boy, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. What about Andrew King? Put him in the sucker. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Yes, yes. Well, there it is. Round one is done and dusted for 2021, and it was eventful week. Probably one of the highest scoring opening rounds I think I've ever seen in history. A couple of ups, couple of downs from myself. Update still rolling in, but at the moment I'm sitting on 1248. Look, I'm pretty happy considering I didn't captain Tedesco. Four players scored under 35, two of them under 45. So, look, if I captain Teddy and made some smarter reserve choices, I could have been looking at, uh, I would say, 1350, 1400. So, look, only moving up from here, have some decent trades planned in the back, but we'll give you the rundown. Of the week just gone, and on Thursday night, the Storm took on the Rabbitohs and defeated them 26-18, and this was a story of the first half, really. Uh, Pappenhausen, Munster, Hughes, just tearing through that South defensive line. I guess the one shining light from this was Latrell Mitchell, 117 points. Looked uh, looked really good, like I was calling for it all preseason. I said, if you're going to go anti-pod uh, and go away from Pappy and Tedesco, then Going Latrell Mitchell, I wouldn't think was a bad option. He just looked really involved and looked really uh, energetic around the ball. People are going to have a go at Latrell because it's just a fun thing to do, saying he's lazy. But he's not the guy that's going to get you 250 run meters a game. He's going to be the guy that really puts the finishing touches on a quality attack. And that's exactly what he did on Thursday night. A couple of talking points from here. Brandon Smith, 45 points after being really highly anticipated for a big season. Christian Welch, 52 points as well. Probably a little bit under par as to where we saw him. Cam Munster, 71, which is, I think, uh, look, it's one point above his average on last year. So, I guess a pretty average game from Munster's standpoint. The I guess the big talking point is someone like a Remus Smith, 32 points. But the story of this weekend was how poor the center wings were in general. If you were one of the guys that went someone like a Brian Toto or even spent the money on someone like a Brett Morris, then well done to you. Uh, yeah, unfortunately for myself, I took Toto out of my side for Brian Kelly when I saw that Hetherington stunk it up and wanted to free up some money. So a little bit of egg on my face there. But uh, well done to the guys that picked up the elite center wings. As for South Sydney, look, Cam Murray... I think he's one of the biggest losers from this whole Benji Marshall inclusion. He is shifted out to the edge, and Marshall looks to take up the middle of the field. So, unfortunately for Murray, it's a bit of a bit of how you're going. 
Jai Arrow, obviously one that I was very critical on, pumped out 70 points playing big minutes, so he's obviously one to look at as well. Cody Walker, 82, putting the battle between Munster and Walker down to him. A couple of really nice plays. Alex Johnson, back to his try-scoring best as well. But apart from sort of those, it was sort of a middling game, despite the higher score. On Friday night, the Newcastle Knights took on the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs, and it ended 32-16, to with a double from Daniel Saifidi and a try from Mish Barnett, really solidifying how dominant the Knights were here. Obviously, Saifidi grabbed a double and scored 128 for the front row forward, which is brilliant. Mitch Barnett, one of my pod recommendations, once he got the goal kicking, I thought he was a lock, 105 points, uh, a fantastic try from the assist of Connor Watson. Jaden Braley, 86 as well, another great pickup. David Clemmer, 82, playing big minutes. Mitch Pierce, 80. Frizzell in a new club, 78. They were the best of Newcastle Knights. Dallin Wotelsny-Zelezniak, 89 for him. A 78 for Kyle Flanagan. A 74 from Adam Elliott. And a 57 from Josh Jackson sort of rounded out the Bulldogs scores. But yeah, this game was down to the forwards, I think. Newcastle Knights forwards really set a platform which allowed the backs to be silky. But uh, Kurt Mann went down with an injury, which is a little bit concerning. That might see Connor Watson shift into the six. So, not too sure what his socks going to look like at six. Obviously, he laid on a nice try assist for Barnett, but I guess the the big flop of this game was, you guessed it, Jack Hetherington. 35 points from 58 minutes. It's just simply not good enough. Trent Barrett was using him as a link man, and uh, yeah, look, a, a PPM of around 0.5 for a middle forward is just not going to be good enough. The second game on Friday was probably the game of the round. The Brisbane Broncos losing 16-24 to to the Parramatta Eels. The Broncos come out the same way they came out against the Cowboys in that first in that last trial. Sorry, they played with real aggression to start with, but look, too many injuries. Look, I made a joke about the Broncos, got a lot of pushback, but it was a meme at the end of the day. But yeah, look, the Broncos played well. Unfortunately, the injuries, it just crept up on them. Parramatta were too good, too strong. Isaiah Papali'i off the bench was phenomenal for them, provided a real good impact. But Reed Marnie, 132 points, just lit up the midfield for them. David Mead for the Broncos, I think, deserves a lot of apologies from people that were calling for his head. He played phenomenal. Anthony Milford looks back to, to somewhat of his best. Pat Carrigan, another one who played big minutes thanks to the injuries. Uh, my man, Jake Turpin, 59 as well, but this was this was all Parramatta. Junior Paulo, 87. Blake Ferguson, 70. Clint Gutherson, 70. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i as well, 62. Now, a man that I touched on in the podcast yesterday, Ryan Madison, scored 54. And look, I, th- I think Blind Freddy could have seen this coming, in all honesty. A-, a move to a different edge, it was going to take time to adjust. If you're going to buy Ryan Madison, knowing that he moved edges, you're going to hold him, okay? Like, you don't sell him because of one bad score. I think the only gun that you're looking at selling this week is James and Tamalolo, in all honesty. Like, that new role for him is just not working, but we'll touch on him soon. But the next game saw an upset in the Warriors beating the Titans, 19-6. to Now, I touched on this as well. If everyone's going to jump up and down about the Titans, saying, oh, well, like, let's just bomb all of them off. They scored six points, and their leading point scorer was the man that scored the try in Corey Thompson. So everyone just needs to pump the brakes, sit down, chill. The Titans aren't going to be scoring six points every week. The stars for the Warriors, Leeson Armiao scored a try, which got him to 71. Uh, Bailey Sirinan also scored a try to get him to 70. Tohu Harris just did a shift for 62. Adam Fennell Blake played good minutes for 61. Jazz Tavanga needed to play an extended period, 57 for him. But the standout for the Warriors uh, was their half in Cody Nikarima, 79 points. Just looked really, really good at 5 there, uh, partnering up with Chanel Harris-Avita. 
Look, really good start for the Warriors. Hopefully, they can build on it. And uh, look, the Titans—they just couldn't control the ball. Really, that was that was the big story. So I don't think it's worry signs for them just yet. Round one, it was hot. It was a battle of who could hold the ball, and unfortunately, the Titans made too many errors, and the Warriors capitalized on that. The next game saw the biggest margin of victory this week: the Roosters forty-six, the Sea Eagles four. This was all over the wall, wasn't it? I say that, but I took the, ta- the captaincy off Tedesco trying to go anti-pod, and I got punished. 162 from James Tedesco, three tries, two try assists, three line breaks, two line break assists. The, the bloke was in everything, kicking goals, uh, missing a sitter, but look, 162 from Teddy in the first week. Statistically, it's a slow-scoring week to start with, normally round one, but yeah, look, the gun players really stood up, and... Tedesco showed why he's worth the 840k or whatever he is, and it showed why he's a phenomenal captain choice week in, week out. Personally, I did Captain Angus Crichton, who got bumped up to a 98, so it's not all doom and gloom. But uh, yeah, look, Takiyaho 76, Tupanua 75, Josh Morris 90, Brett Morris 125. There wasn't much to talk about on the Manly side. We're looking at uh, Jake Trevojevic top scoring with 61. Daly Cherry Evans, 28 points, considered the second best halfback in the game, was held to to less than 30 from a defensive side from the Roosters, who only considered four points, and really shut him down. I think one man to look out for from this Roosters side is Lindsay Collins, especially if he's going to get extended minutes. 64 points today for him on the weekend. It was, uh, was really good to see. Look, Joey Manu continues to, to show that even though playing at centre, he's he's phenomenal. I think he's a better fullback personally, but 73 points in the, in the centres is uh, is phenomenal. Luke Keery, 70 points as well. That edge for the Roosters, that's going to be deadly. It's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams, but I think the biggest flop of this game was, was popular cheapy Jason Saab. 11 points. We know that Saab doesn't have a huge base. He's not going to be getting those, those good runs. And without a try, 11 points. Unfortunately for the guys that played him, with Jake Avarillo as well, who only scored 12. It was a rough week for you guys. The last game on Saturday saw the Penrith Panthers shut out the Cowboys 24-0. And this is Dylan Edwards' show, I thought. Dylan Edwards just continues to show why he's going extremely undervalued and underappreciated in the NRL. Brian Toto, look, a man that is going to haunt me. I didn't get him in this week. Well, I had him in, but traded him out for Brian Kelly because I needed money. He got an 83, could have had a lot more, scored a try, had one bombed by Stephen Crichton. Phenomenal base stat, as always, from Toto. Nathan Cleary, just a, a shift from him, 75, cannot complain there. Isaiah Yo pumped through 80 and played uh, played 80 and got 70 points. Jerome Luai just d- continues to to be that perfect part of Nathan Cleary getting 69. And Kurt Cable bagged the try, popular dual position, getting 68. Look, for the Cowboys, there wasn't much to like about this. Reese Robson top scored with 53, but I think the biggest talking point is obviously this Jason Tamalolo. Uh, new style of play. Look, barely was on the field, played 50 minutes, I think, from memory, and was playing more of a linking role and scored 35 points. And for you guys that took the punt on this new role, I feel sorry for you. I think Tamalolo is a sell. I don't think he's a buy until he can continue to show his old form. I'm not too sure why Todd Payton is trying to reinvent the wheel here. He obviously wants to shake things up a bit, but Tam is a guy that you know you can rely on for 60 minutes plus and playing in the middle, getting 300 minutes every week. And I know that you want to try and extend him, but you've paid him massive money for 10 years. Get the best out of him. Tam is a guy that needs to be the focal point. And look, people can say, oh, they, they didn't have much ball, but Tam still dominated last year in a shit cowboy side and... I understand they scored no points this week, but Tamalo still could have done better than 35. And 
Like I said, for owners that bought him, I'm unfortunately sorry. I think he's a sell after one week. The first game on Sunday saw the Raiders 30 defeat the West Tigers 12. And I think from a Tigers point of view, there was some, some positives to talk about this. They they threatened well. There was some couple of brain farts from BJ Lua and uh, James Roberts as well, forcing some offloads. But Dane Laurie and Jacob Little were obviously the two big talking points here. Little obviously scored a try, which is going to inflate him. But... Provided really good service out of dummy half, scored 70, made 45 tackles. So there's a solid base to work off. Dane Laurie didn't have much attacking to do, but had a forced dropout and looked threatening with the ball in hand and, and scored 50, uh, scored 44, sorry. Stefano Tuimakano looked limited minutes, only pumped out 27, but we're never going to be starting here, are we? So I think 27 is going to be enough to generate us 100k or so. The big talking point here was George Williams. I don't want to pat myself on the back too hard, but I tipped him for 100 and he got 95 pre-updates, so I'm going to take that one to the bank. I'm happy with that. Joe Harpenny scored a a nice try at the end there to give him an 86. Hudson Young with the try as well, 86 for him. These edges and, and back rowers for the Raiders is just... It's a it's a not a not a bad problem to have if you're Ricky Stewart, is it? You can you can have Corey Horsburgh and Corey Hadaranara sit on the sidelines and still have quality in young Whitehead and Tarpany. Jordan Rapiner played well on one wing, scored a try. Like he's just a solid winger, isn't he? Fantastic pickup from them when he came back from the rugby. Ryan James was the feel good story of this match, scoring a try in his return to the NRL. Hasn't played for two years, and he's really stating a case now to to hold his spot on the bench. He uh, he provided good impact off there as well. Like I think there was 15 hit-ups from Ryan James in a short amount of time, so he was putting in the work. As for the Tigers, apart from the two that I mentioned, David Nofaluma scored a try to get him to, to 58. Alex Swale, 56 with OK minutes. James Tamiya, 56. Joe Arthur Hengali, 51. But it was just the errors in this game from the Tigers. They just coughed up too much ball. BJ Lua trying to force the issue a bit too much. I was talking to... A couple of other guys in the community, and I, I suggest that Luciano Lelua is one of the hardest blokes to tackle. He's just so strong in the upper body and causes a havoc. So if Mark Maguire can really hone that, then it's going to be fantastic for the Tigers, and also fantastic for Luciano Supercoach owners because I feel like he could be so destructive on that edge for the Tigers. And the last game of the week, so the Dragons lose 18, the Sharks 32. This game was blown out a little bit at the end. Uh, Dragons came back in that second half after the Sharks started strong, but Ben Hunt 72 for the Dragons, unfortunately, probably, he's a little bit too overpriced to be looking at. Last year, he was a great pickup when he dropped in price. Paul Vaughan continues to, to improve off a poor year last year with 61. But the talking point here was Will Kennedy. He looks phenomenal. He looks really involved with the Sharks' attack. He looks like he's the last set of hands that's really going to be doing much. Um, but, yeah, look, unfortunately, the fullback position is so, so stacked. But if you are wanting to go super pod, uh, Will Kennedy isn't going to be a bad option, especially with Sean Johnson back. Could get him a lot of good ball close to the try line. Uh, Ronaldo Molotalo, I feel like, should have been sin-binned with that uh, swinging arm coming in as a very late man. I think he was lucky not to be... Uh, sent. Chad Townsend, 65, uh, called for the Chad to be over 60, copped a lot of laughing reacts on that, but the Chad, I thought he'd control the ship really well with the goal kicking, and it's exactly what he did, two try assists, I uh, don't think he missed a goal either, so the Chad played very well. My man Matt Moylan, 59 points uh, with a try assist and a decent base in 21, so good to see Matt Moylan playing big minutes. But look, there wasn't much Supercoach relevance in this game, apart from sort of the couple that I mentioned. Popular cheapy Tyrell Fuimayona got 38, and Farmer Sully got 19 off the bench. So look, 
not a bad output from Fui Mayona. I wouldn't be putting the reserve on him, but if you can get 40s out of him every week, uh, he'll make you 120, 130k, which isn't too bad of a prospect. But that was round one, guys. Hopefully, your super coach went better than mine this week. Like I said, tried to be a little bit risky with some reserve choices. Played Avarillo, played Hetherington, didn't play Laurie, didn't play Simpkin. With the news when Watson was benched, I did drop him for Moylan, so that was, I guess, a six-point win on my end. But, yeah, look, this was a really high-scoring week, wasn't it? Um, later in the week, we're going to touch on the winners and losers of round one, but, yeah, look, I'll give you a hot tip. One of the biggest losers, I think, is Jason Tamalolo. I'm never a fan of selling guns after one week, but there wasn't any encouraging signs, was there? Yeah, look, Todd Payton, I don't think he needs to be reinventing the wheel as to what he's doing, but... Look, he's the head coach, not me. I'm just a bloke with a microphone. But I think everyone can see it, that he's just so destructive and needs to be used effectively. As for uh, as for tips and whatnot, I think I took the Rabbitohs, the Titans, and that was I think that was it in terms of my tips, the Rabbitohs and the Titans. So I got six from eight, which isn't, uh, isn't a bad start, but it was one of those weeks where I think seven out of eight was probably the, the, the norm in terms of tipping. Most people would have went in the storm, but... Yeah, that was the round one wrap-up, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with um, Teamless Tuesday, going over the winners and losers, and we'll continue on the week with buy-holding and selling, uh, all that sort of jazz that we finished on last week that you guys seem to enjoy. But for now, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That's all, folks. 